Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. Regardless of what ESPN thinks, it's still college football season. <laughs> uh, week 12 of the college football season, specifically, um, the start of the show has been derailed somewhat by a game with a round orange ball that they decided they needed two or three or four or five overtimes to finish. Yeah. And like, it, it, I, I, that, that, that sport doesn't really like mean anything until January. Like, no, no. Why are is, you holding up is, our rankings? It's stuff to watch when there's no college football. And there's, there's college, I know there's college football because you're my, Bobcats, my Bobcats are on again on a Tuesday night. I promise I will not be as distracted this time um, because it's, it's not the rivalry game. Although, oh, you could clinch with the win tonight and a Bowling Green loss. Bowling Green's up at the moment, though, so that's probably not going to happen. We were kind of waiting until we had this week's college football playoff rankings. Um, That show was supposed to go at 9. It is now 10. Um, And that's because basketball people think they're all important. Um, And and, uh, so when we have a full rundown of the rankings... We're just going to bring them to you live. It's going to be awesome. Um, (laughs) uh, But in the meantime, before we get there, uh, as we do, we need to look back. Um, And Carla, last weekend, uh, the whole weekend was kind of bonkers, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They stole my segment from me because they just (sighs) decided that it was just going to be the whole freaking weekend, right? Like Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, it started off crazy when we were texting each other, like, UConn's going to do it. Yep. UConn, bowling, beat. Liberty, like, and I, I mean, a, a game that I just, I just missed out of hand. It's like, okay, we, all we know, we know UConn's not going to be Liberty. And then and, UConn beats Liberty. And, then and so now suddenly Liberty. you can root for Army this weekend because it now no longer means anything. That's true. Um, That's true. So, so, so that lightens, but that was just like, that was like this, this um, tone setter for the entire weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Because like other random things that happened this weekend, um, Vanderbilt beat Kentucky for its first SEC win since 2019 since pre-pandemic that's bonkers bonkers and, is a good the, word. and the game was in lexington <laughs> like it wasn't even a home game for vandy it was on the road mm-hmm. um and then a game that slipped under everybody's radar that i didn't even know it happened because you know i was um we had some family stuff going on that we were driving back from indiana um boston college beat a ranked nc state team mm-hmm. with a backup quarterback on a late touchdown yep that's the thing that happened they, um, they and, certainly did. And also a Cadillac Williams coached Auburn <laughs> beat Texas A&M. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's actually bonkers at this point. Uh, the, you know, Texas A&M losing it's just, just sort of this is what happens these days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought for sure yeah, as that was going down, I thought for sure we were all going to be on Jimbo watch, but I just it must be the buyouts too much right now. Um to really do anything about it because i mean man that's like just when you think it, the aggies can't fall any further mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. they do <laughs> they um, do and um, i know it's, it's like it's, it's 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 like 90 million dollars or something ridiculous like that jimbo's, yeah, jimbo's buyout. um but if there's a if there is a an alumni base and a a state in the country um as aj's pointed out that's this is we're, we're talking about oil money and there's there's still a night this is not like the 1970s there's still an awful lot of oil money around and i still i cannot believe 
that there's any way that Jimbo is going to be head coach at Texas A&M next season. Um, yeah, I'd have to uh, I'd have to just, look and see when his contract, like how his contract is structured. Like if he survives the season, like does his buyout drop? Maybe yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to look dig into that. Um, so yeah, so the uh, the the Aggie struggles continue. Um, but really, the two shockers that most people are talking about, and the reason why I'm hitting refresh right now on um, a certain four letter networks website because normally that's something that we advise against because their website's so unstable. It usually crashes our podcast. So fingers <laughs> crossed that we stay up. Um, yeah, that'd be good. But but the two big shockers were the two Pac-12 games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Washington over Oregon. Um, and that game was as bonkers as we anticipated. The other, the other shocker is that I stayed up for that whole game. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I made it to the end of that game and I watched the first half of the second shocker, which was Arizona over UCLA. And when I went to bed, Arizona was up a touchdown at the half and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to bed. I can't stay up any longer. Um, and then woke up in the morning and found out that they, they hung on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think the, the crazy thing to me about the Washington win was how it all went down right and, and like it, it felt like it was setting up for Bo Nix's Heisman moment and I texted that into you did. Yes. Our text yes. thread and you were, you were totally right at that at that moment um what the dude comes back into the game after being hurt and it, you know he, there's there's the ball and there's a little time seconds. yeah there's yeah. there's time it, it, it's set up that way totally mm-hmm. and it was like that was his moment and it was so close to happening. That's the, that's the crazy thing. You know, the illegal touching um, from the receiver that went out of bounds and people will be talking about that forever. Was he forced out? I don't think he was. I think that I was the right call, yep. but I mean, that's those, one of those judgment calls, right. That, that people will, will love to debate. And then that last play was really just kind of disappointing. Um, Cause the ball came yeah. up like five yards short. Like what was he doing? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know whether it was just a miscommunication with the receiver or, or what was going on there, but yeah, it just kind of was like, this is your moment, Bo. And it felt really like this was it. And then it was just kind of a, Meh. um, so, you know, we're, we're sitting here waiting, hitting refresh, waiting for rankings because this is the spot that we're waiting to hear, um, is the spot that was formerly held by Oregon because pretty much I would assume that the top five are going to stay unchanged. I, I don't see any reason why you would make any adjustments there. Um, so I think the real challenge is who's number six. Mm-hmm. Um, do they move LSU up? Wow, that wouldn't stun me. Um, or do we get to a point that USC becomes number six? Because that's an interesting conversation that now USC might actually be the best shot that the Pac-12 has to get into the playoff which is crazy yeah. because you know sorry pac 12 if the college football playoff is going to take a two loss team it ain't going to be oregon nope um nope. It, you know so um yeah just and, and and aj you know maybe we'll have to put this in the show notes or something a link to it um aj was brilliant and found um somebody that had figured out the pac 12 circle of death um, which is which is absolutely complete this year that like using mm-hmm. the transitive properties of of Pac-12, every team has beaten another team so that it makes a complete circle now in the Pac-12. And this is just like it was sitting right there on a platter for you, Pac-12. And then mm-hmm. the Pac-12 has to go and do beautiful Pac-12 things, that's, and that's here we are. Do. That's what they do. What is it? What's the um, the, the mythical the, the snake that eats its own tail? The Roboros, or I, I think that's Maybe. what it's called. I don't remember. Um, but it's just it it is described to it it, it is. The, it, the, its legend describes that it is it is a, a, a process or a thing that continually circles and eats itself until it's just gone yeah and 
hello, that's when AJ AJ found that thing in it. It's like this is exactly this is exactly what this is. Yep. Um, so yeah, bonkers. It was just a bonkers Yikes. weekend from top to bottom. Um, big fun stuff. I'm counting OU's game tonight as a uh, as a look back because the time by the time you guys hear this show, this game will have been over for a couple of days. Um, I mentioned the, you know the ramifications of of what happens here. OU win. Um, coupled with the Bowling Green loss uh, means OU clinches the East. And I, I don't think that's going to happen tonight. Um, the interesting uh, slash uh, unsettling thing about this is right before the end of the first half, uh, Curtis Work, who's, who's OU's quarterback, who's, who's got to be the front runner for uh, Mac Offensive Player. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anybody else's statistics. I know nothing. I'm, I'm being a little homery here, but he's got to be. I mean, he has had the season he's had has been uh, incredible. Um, got hurt, and he is uh, he has been replaced and is still has not returned in the second half. Um, uh, the uh, uh, J J J R Harris, something like that, um, his backup quarterback. He uh, he's led a, a couple scoring drives. Um, so uh, right now, with uh, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, OU is punting, but they hold a twenty-six to eighteen lead. Um, this is OU is on the road again as they were last week, uh, and we'll see. Ball State has a penchant for for late game comebacks. Um, mm-hmm. I will try, as I said before, I will try to not be as twitchy as I was a week ago. But there are no promises. No. Um, um, I can jump in here. We have we have playoff rankings. We have rankings courtesy of Nicole Auerbach on Twitter. Uh, Twitter as long as it lasts. Um, so such, so she is live this. tweeting this so this is from her watching the, the playoff show okay. um top four unchanged number one georgia two ohio state three michigan four tcu okay. five tennessee also unchanged yes six that's a guess um well let's do lsu it is lsu six lsu seven usc okay and that's as far as um, that's as far as she's gotten. That's as far as she's, as as um, she's okay. posted. Let me let me scroll down. Somebody else had some more. I see number eleven. Penn State is up to number eleven. Oregon fell nice. all the way to twelfth. Um, and this was this is a week after I said Oregon should have been ranked higher than Tennessee was. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, Oregon <laughs> dropped six. Uh, North Carolina up two to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss down three to fourteen after mm-hmm. losing to Alabama. Um, okay. K State up four to fifteen, um, and apparently our friend of the show, Braden Gall at four forty Media, yes. says the AAC has as many top twenty five teams now as the Big Ten. Thanks, Braden, for pointing that out. <laughs> Which also means never, that like the never um, fails just to that little nice thing that he does. It's he, he does it every single. It apparently means that like the AAC is pretty much guaranteed to lock up the group of five. Yeah, um, okay. spot and, in the New Year six, and that's probably yeah. The, the, I'm scrolling to see if I can find the missing. Uh, where are we come through. There, I got it. Okay. okay. Eight, Alabama, nine, right. Clemson, 10, Utah. Interesting. Utah. Uh, and um, the, the folks that the, the folks in, in, uh, in Eugene had better be worried about mm-hmm. the Utes. That's something that we will get to. Um, yes, it is. Okay. Uh, there are rankings. Um, yeah, actually, just I, they, off the top of my head, that seems that seems reasonable. I don't think there's anything there. Uh, that really... I would, 
there's not anything that's like a huge thing. I, I would, I still think I would put USC at six for this week. Okay. Um, they only have one loss that losses to a Utah team. That's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to an LSU team that's got two losses, one of which to Florida state, who is mm-hmm. not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would still, because it's going to sort itself out. So I, I think I would still have USC at six and LSU at seven, but other than that, I can't quibble with anything. I think that all makes okay. a lot of sense. Okay. Cool. Um, thank you for, for grabbing that. I, the, um, worldwide leader has still not, uh, no. other than a live link to the show has, has not posted any information about this. No. So, whatever um the other look back thing that uh that i had uh, a friend of the show and um uh, uh draft day suit alum uh kim debu who, who was actually the guest host of the show this week a year ago or last week a year ago i guess um would be upset about oregon um she has degree from there mm-hmm. um however up in new england last saturday uh, the Williams East, they had, they had, they had a tough season. Um, both Williams and, uh, Amherst, Amherst, I can I believe I'm saying that correctly. And the Amherst, something like that. Um, <laughs> they, they went into the biggest little, uh, rivalry game in college football at two and six. Um, and obviously, you know, in that situation, you, you, you want to win the rivalry game because it makes the winter all better. Um, and in this case, uh, for at least the second year in a row, Williams, has beaten Amherst uh, twenty to ten. This is and this is a cool little thing. I, I, I found this when I was reading up on the game. Senior running back Joel Nichols racked up two hundred and five yards rushing in the game. That is the second time in his career that he has hit two hundred yards rushing in a game. The other time was also against Amherst, and that, nice. boys and girls, is how you become a legend uh, yes. at, at Williams College. Um, so. Uh, Kim, we're sorry about uh, Oregon. Um, well, and we may be even more sorry about Oregon after this weekend. But uh, yep. go uh, the uh, the official Division Three um, uh, football team of of the Carlin Crappy Show is uh, it gets to have a, a good season or a good off season after beating Amherst uh, in the last Amherst in the last game of the of the year. Um, so. We have rankings. We have done that. Yes. We are down to the big red report, the big red bears report. Yes. Um, and we're we're about uh, done with the big red bears reports uh, because they have one more season, one more game left in the season. Um, they uh, they closed out their home season with a win, uh, seventeen to thirteen over Dartmouth, um, and that was a they, they, there was a field goal in the fourth quarter, but. Um, the uh, the turning point uh, was at senior uh, Devin Kaiser uh, returned a kickoff for ninety one yards for a touchdown. Um, nice. Uh, and and the kids, I just it just a textbook thing. Uh, got blocked, cut the uh, cut to the sideline, and was just gone. Um, mm-hmm. Great run. Uh, as I said, and he was one of the seniors. So uh, on senior day, that was a that was a big big deal. Uh, Drew Powell, not a senior, um, was still limited by his ankle. Uh, did a little pass blocking, although apparently uh, Dartmouth doesn't blitz uh, like the last couple teams they've played. Um, so they didn't need him in pass pro that often. Um, he did get a catch for four yards. Nice. Um, and so, you know, uh, it, it's they're picking up in, in uh, little bits and pieces here, but um, I, I'm sure 
uh, he's going to be looking forward to the offseason and kind of getting everything better and getting ready for uh, getting ready for his senior year next fall. Before that, however, uh, the team travels to New York City. New York City, um, <laughs> Columbia is their is their big in conference rival. Um, these teams come in with identical records: uh, uh, two and four in the conference, five and four overall. And as I as I mentioned a week ago, to, for for uh, the team that was again finished to to pick to finish last in the Ivy League, uh, if they can finish at at three and four and six and four. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is fantastic. Um, so it, it appears that these teams are, are kind of evenly matched. Um, I, I'm not sure what Las Vegas thinks about this game because that's a, I've tried before and that's a difficult thing to track down. But, <laughs> but um, let's, let's hope for one more shot uh, for the big red bears and uh, beating Columbia and finishing uh, a, a terrific season. Um, if not one, that uh, that uh, my my nephew um, had to, to struggle through with injuries, but um, we'll we'll take care of that next year. So uh, go big red bears and um, maybe AJ, maybe AJ will win this as well. I don't know. We'll, I, we we don't know what AJ does other than um, stay up too late and 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 watch the silly games that he can't. He even gets. I mean, there's a there is a true there is a true Pac-12 after dark game coming up. Um, I'm, I'm certain AJ is going to mention that. Um, AJ, what do you think? Good evening, everyone. It is this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Uh, I'm looking at a snowy Maction game. That's very fun. Uh, but we're going to skip ahead to Saturday. Uh, we have to start at noon. CBS Sports Network, the network of champions. UConn at Army. Now, I did not give UConn enough of a potential chance to beat Liberty. But my God... UConn beating Liberty to get bowl eligible warmed multiple parts of my heart. The upper and lower ventricles all warmed. Um, this means that playing a not terribly good Army team could potentially improve UConn's bowl bid possibilities. Not eligible could make their bowl a potentially better one. That is all. Army is definitely looking ahead to Navy. They don't care about winning or losing against UConn. They care about beating Navy. UConn, go seven and five and get yourself into like uh, Independence Bowl. Independence Bowl feels fine. Uh, by the way, UConn has no bowl ties, so they are just up to the whims of ESPN or whatever to get into a bowl game. UTSA at Rice, 1 p.m. ESPN Plus. Also with a win, Rice can go bowling for the first time since 2014. Um, I regret to inform you, though, that UTSA is – that's not the team you're going to do it against. Uh, you had a good run. Meet me. Uh, there is one more game on the Rice schedule, um, and I keep forgetting that there's another week next week that we're not all the way done. Um, but when we look at their schedule, they have North Texas to finish the season. So potentially Rice still sneaks into a bowl. I do not expect UTSA to be the team that Rice uh, gets bowl eligible against, though. Washington State, Arizona, 2 p.m. Pac-12 Network. This has an AJ Fund index of 63. It's very healthy. Um, Arizona comes off of a huge win against UCLA. I did stay up to watch the rest of that game because it was amazing. Um, Arizona's not good, but they're incredibly fun. Um, do not go in with any expectations of 
anything happening. Jaden Delora, former Coog, by the way, is a random number generator. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. The ball may or may not enter his hands on the snap. That happened a couple times during the UCLA game. And then when the ball was in his hands, he would either um, run around and then they would score a touchdown or he would get sacked for 15 yards. Like there is no any, – any and all timelines are possible when Jaden Delora has the ball in his hands. Just sort out a way to watch the Pac-12 network for this game in particular. Uh, also 2 p.m., but on ESPN+, Plus, we have Houston at ECU. This has an AJ Fund Index of 67.5. This has all of the points. This is the opposite of a low-scoring game. Defense is optional. Sliders set to easy mode. Um, this is my favorite. Um, this is going to feature very good offenses playing not terribly good defenses. And so there's going to be a ton of points. Neither team is really playing for much at this point. Both of them are bowl eligible. So um, I hope everybody uh, has fun, gets some fresh air and some exercise, and nobody goes home hurt. Put some points on the board, please. 3.30 p.m. FS1, we have Texas at Kansas. Um, Kansas went to DKR last year and won. That was very fun. Uh Texas trying to come back and looking for some, uh, looking for the ability to get a, a revenge win over Kansas. That's a fun thing to say out loud. Um, I hope Kansas wins by 21. Uh, Quinn Ewers, who looked very good for good chunks of the season, looked very, very mortal against TCU. Um, could not hit any of his throws. I think Sark was trying to have him do, was have, trying to have him make throws that he does not normally try to throw um jason bean playing well uh kansas defense has been somewhat okay over the past couple games uh horns down rock chalk let's go uh fau at middle tennessee state 3 30 p.m on espn plus we are on middle bull watch um they have two more games left this year uh middle plays fau and fiu both florida schools um this is potentially something interesting to watch. Uh, FAU also is fighting for bowl eligibility. They have five wins as well. So this should be fighty. Both of these teams want to get into uh, into a bowl game. They want to be able to make uh, you know an improvement to last season because I don't think either of them made a bowl last season. Or no, MTSU did. I don't think FAU did. But we are on middle bowl watch. Go middle, beat FAU. Uh, Stanford at Cal, 5.30 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. This is not a preview. This is a warning. This is a uh, public service announcement. Don't. Just don't. This is the one good time the Pac-12 Network is unperceivable. Don't. Just, mm -mm. I know it's the game and the band is on the field and all that crap. That was 40 years ago. I'm sorry to say that out loud. But actually, no, longer. That was almost 50 years ago at this point. Do not watch this game. Boise State at Wyoming, 7 p.m., CBS Sports Network. This should be super fun. Uh, Boise quietly seems to have figured some things out and are somewhat back to being capital B Boise. I don't necessarily know if they figured everything out yet, but they seem to be they're much more capable of just saying, nope, we are winning this game, full stop. Uh, they went and beat the brakes off of Nevada. Um, they don't seem to have trouble like they were having earlier on in the season. Wyoming has looked much better the past four weeks, but their competition, uh, Utah State, Hawaii, New Mexico, and Colorado State, not exactly top-shelf tier, top-shelf content providers in terms of uh, 
you know, being able to play football. Um, I love my bows, but that ain't it. Beating Boise this week would put them into the Mountain West Championship game. And their championship game opponent would be Fresno State, who they play next week. If they beat both of these teams, Wyoming definitely has it. I fully expect them to lose both of these games, and you're getting Boise and Fresno in the championship game. USC at UCLA, 8 p.m. on Fox. The battle of Los Angeles between two one-loss teams could have been real fun, but UCLA had to go and lose to Arizona State. I'm sorry, what's that? The HA Fund Index is a full 76 points. Seven and then a six after it. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. You see, USC's defense has looked incredibly suspect. Please see the Cal game and also the Arizona game. USC's defense is not it. For all of the fun that offense is having, that defense is the very opposite of it. It's a it's a it's a pretty butt defense. And Chip Kelly has some fun in store. And Dorian Thompson Robinson is a very very good quarterback this year. So I expect uh, this game to be pointsy as all heck. Also very happy to see this game on network television. Uh, this had every potential to be like the 10:30 ESPN game where no one would watch it. Having it on in prime time on East Coast time is fantastic. If USC wins here, this bolsters their position for a playoff spot because this gives them a very good ranked win. And if they beat Notre Dame next week, that is also a ranked win. By the way, quietly Notre Dame is ranked again. Um, so this is an opportunity for USC to bolster their position if they're trying to make the playoff. And finally, uh, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN, the game I just mentioned is the forlorn spot, Utah at Oregon. Uh, Oregon came up short against Washington in one of the better games I've seen in the past like five years. It was fantastic. It was back and forth, start to finish, ups and downs, chance to win at the end, star quarterback goes down, but they came up short. Bo Nix is hurt, and um, multiple starting offensive linemen also hurt, Uh, so Uh, When asked earlier this week, uh, Dan Lanning said, I'm positive about our health. That was it. That's all he said. He did not say how they were injured, didn't say what shape they were in, just said he was positive about their health. I'm positive about my health after I eat a salad. Sure. But that doesn't mean that that I'm like healthy overall. Okay. Uh, Their status is undetermined. Utah will not make this easy. Um, Utah is uh, still Utah. They have they are the only team to beat USC this year, and they have a much much more stout defense than Washington had. I'm I'm picking the Utes to win. That has been your group of five after dark report this week. Uh, I hope to see you watching some Pac-12 football this weekend. There's a good bit of it to watch, uh, and a great Mountain West game. So keep an eye on all that. Also, Hawaii they're playing UNLV. Could be a Hawaii win. Probably won't be a Hawaii win. We love our bows anyways. Bye. Thank you, AJ. Um, We are looking forward to that slate, and um, we may even talk about a couple of the games that that you talked about because there's there's some fun stuff coming. Um, First, I'm not sure. AJ would not call this stuff fun, but (laughs) it's not his show. It's it's your show, and it's my show, and we're Big Ten people. And... Iowa, uh, since uh, Illinois was the clear leader in the Big Ten West coming into last weekend in the, in the game against Purdue, and um, uh, for the second time, I'm gonna I, I, I made up the word "mortable" accidentally. Yes. Um, I'm I'm choosing to to add to the vocabulary again because, and I think this is not it's not an accident, but I think it works. I think Illinois birded itself last weekend 
against Purdue. So with, with that loss, uh, the Western Conference is a, uh, the Western half of the conference is a mess. Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota are all at four and two. Four and three. Four, uh, thank you. Um, and, and so what we have uh, and what we're going to start with, and, and this will take us a little bit out of chronological order, as we're calling the Wild West block, um, four games, uh, all involving uh, either all Western teams or mostly Western teams. Um, and uh, we're just going to see how this shakes out um, and what it means for the games next weekend and, and who's going to face, uh, you, you assume, Ohio State or Michigan uh, right. in, in the conference title game. We begin the Wild West, Wild, Wild West block. I'm going to have a hard time with this. <laughs> At noon on ABC, uh, the Fighting Burts visit Ann Arbor, um, where where that team is favored by 18 points. Uh, the AJ Fun Index is a, a not so fun, is a, a straight up Neanderthal 42. Yeah. Um, Carla, what do you think here? Can, can yeah. Illinois get themselves unburted? I, I don't know. I mean, they f- it feels like they're free falling and this is not a get right game, no. right? Like it's, this is not an opponent that you want to try to do a get right. Um, and the two losses they have, I mean, Purdue. Okay. But Michigan state, like that's, that's, that's still ouchy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a bit ouchy. Um, I, everything to me says that, you know, this is loss number three in a row and the Illini are free falling. Um, but I will say this, the Illini run defense could give, the Wolverines ground game some fits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I it, it's not going to be enough to stop them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the Wolverines offense is is too good and they will be able to overcome it. But I think that partially explains the abysmal fun index um on this game is that it just feels like it's gonna be a low low scoring slug it out kind of affair. But this is yeah. a game the Wolverines win. Yeah. I, I um if you if, if you're asking yourself, can can the Illini actually put something together and and push Michigan at home, uh, maybe uh, for a quarter? Um, a couple maybe, of weeks ago, maybe, I would have said yes. For, maybe for a half. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would I would have been I would have been a lot more confident about what what uh, Illinois could do coming into this game uh, if we were talking about it like at the end of October. But right. we're we're not, and we've seen one really bad loss in in one game that they they, they probably should have won since then um and, and so uh, yeah i mean this is as i said the interfell football uh at the moment nobody does that better than the team in ann arbor um so yeah the the, the team in ann arbor is 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 going to win this one pretty and i think ultimately pretty easily uh also at noon on espn wisconsin and nebraska and Lincoln, the Badgers are favored by 13. The AJ Fundex Fun Index. AJ, hide your ears, earmuffs, 39 and a half points. <laughs> Is that the lowest um, we've had this season? It may be, but I ask that you withhold judgment. <laughs> um, what do you think about this one? Like, okay, so had you told me like early in the season that a game featuring Graham Mertz and Casey Thompson quarterbacking their respective teams would have this little meaning? Yeah. I would have laughed in your face. Yep. Right? I, I mean, I, I, Wisconsin's three and four mm-hmm. in the West, so they're just outside of this, so they need a whole bunch of help if they can even win it at all. I don't know how I, – I tried really hard to sort out, like, how this was all going to shake out and whether Wisconsin had a shot, and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I tried. Um, 
but Nebraska, they've lost four straight after initially going two and one after firing Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this feels like a Bucky win. Um, I just feel like they've got the better momentum here, mm-hmm. but the fact that the game's in Lincoln, who the heck knows in the West right now, but I, I think my gut says Wisconsin. So I'm going to go Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, both these teams have gone through mid-season coaching changes. Uh, that is that is a difficult thing. And also, uh, you know, often that will provide a spark. Um, and I think in both cases it did. Um, the, the, the spark has since gone out in Lincoln. Um, yeah. Jim Leonard in it, it, it Wisconsin uh, has actually, I mean, it's not, um, you know, we're, we're not doing cartwheels on the sideline because the Badgers are, are three and two in, in the last five games. Um but still, that's that's better than than uh, by a long shot. Uh, Nebraska coming into this having lost four straight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I you know you don't know what's. I, I I feel like Jim Leonard just has done enough to 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 keep that job on a full time basis. I have no idea what's happening in Nebraska. Um, yeah, I, it, and I just the the crowd is not going to be very happy after this game either because um, it's going to be five straight losses. Um, and, and Wisconsin will go. Uh, into their rivalry game, rivalry game with Minnesota uh, next weekend uh, with um, uh, four and two in the in the last six games. So a little momentum there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one does have bearing on what happens in the West. Uh, noon on uh, FS1, Northwestern at Purdue. Purdue is favored by 20. Uh, AJ Fund Index is um, 47 and a half points. What do you see here? Purdue's got the best shot to win the list. I, I mean, it which is crazy to say, but when you look at what's left and the tiebreakers, um, Purdue's got the easiest path forward because they play Northwestern this week and Indiana next week. And this is an Indiana team that is reeling at the moment as well, yeah. also in free fall. So, you know, so you would think that they've got the easiest path. If they can win out, they're going to win the West. But you like you sit here and you scratch your head like saying, is Purdue really the best team in the West? If you look at their resume, <laughs> all of their wins have been super close games. Yeah. Like they found ways to win, but like so, it, they're not the most impressive wins. Mm-hmm. Um they've lost games that you would expect them to lose. Um although I say that and they gave Penn State a run for their money in in week 1 and we were all sure. like maybe Purdue is legit and so maybe they're just living into what we saw in week 1. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if they're the best team in the West, but they might be the ones to survive. Um and I still think I don't think this is going to be a challenge for them this week. I think the I think a win over Northwestern is is something that you can you can count on this week. I think next week might be a little bit more of a bump. Uh, I, yeah, I would agree. Um, Northwestern, uh, obviously Northwestern gave Ohio State a little bit of, of a, a hassle, but that had an awful lot to do with the weather rather than yeah. um, Northwestern being good or. Let me think like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, if sometimes it 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 comes down to just uh, as we we talked about this last weekend, knowing how to win. Um, mm-hmm. TCU's made a living of that um, against a, a much much tougher schedule, obviously. But uh, you know, so that's I mean, that's a legit criteria, and, and Purdue has done that. Purdue has has found ways. Um, uh, you know, whether or not it's a, a game that they they should have won, they have found ways to to get there one way or the other. So, 
um, yeah, Purdue keeps their their path uh, open, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with, with uh, how that shakes out next weekend. Um, finally, the big win, big wild west block. Excuse me. Uh, it concludes at 4 p.m. on Fox. Iowa at Minnesota. Uh, the boat roars are favored by three. Um, what did we say? We said that uh, 39 and a half is the lowest AJ Fund index we've seen so far this year. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Until 32 now. and a half points. Oof. 32 and a half points. Um, AJ, I, we're just, just, I, I will take away your TV privileges if you try to watch this game. I'm just, <laughs> it's not, you would, you would, you would injure yourself. But so this is not, this is not one uh, for the faint of heart. Um, Carl, what, what do you think here? But yet you say that and it's like, this to me is like the most intriguing. Uh, it is, it is. And that's in the West. That says something about our mental and emotional states. I think I, I'm not, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, so Minnesota's on a roll, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, both these teams are Minnesota's won three straight against Rutgers, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was won three straight against Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Um, Maction is happening again. Okay, sorry. Good Maction, I'm taking it. Good Maction. Good yes. Maction, okay. Um, so both these teams come in winning three straight. Um, I was figured out how to occasionally score points. Um, they've scored 24 points or more in their last three wins. So Iowa has found some semblance of an offense. Mm -hmm. Both these defenses are really good. Here's here's why I'm leaning Iowa in this game, even though the even though the game is at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Iowa's run defense is eighth in the country. And who does Minnesota rely on for offense? No Mohamed Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that's going to be the difference here is that the Iowa run defense is that good. Um, mm -hmm. And now that Iowa has figured out how to score some points, I think that adds up to a Hawkeyes win. But this game's going to be ugly, 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 and could go either way. I, I, it really could. Um, I'm just I'm going to lean Hawkeyes based on statistics alone. The only the only things really hope for is like it's also snowing because that that's the only thing you can make this better. I think. Yeah. And it um, could be because it's uh, there's apparently a system coming across. Yeah, so yeah. it might be snowing. Um, I, I not only have just a prediction, I know exactly how this game is going to go. Minnesota, okay. uh, Minnesota tailback, uh, Mo Ibrahim will scorch the Iowa defense for 43 yards rushing on the day. <laughs> and Minnesota is going to win nine to four. Nine to there four. Is. is that what you said? Nine, nine to four. Yes. Okay. There it is. Take it. Don't take it to the bank. Don't do that. I do. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to me for actual football advice, so you can do that at your own risk. Um, we have other games besides the Wild Wild West. Um, uh, a few of these specifically that we're going to go through. Not a, not a ton, but um, other stuff to keep an eye on. 3.30, the, uh, the CBS Farewell SEC Tour continues. Uh, Georgia at Kentucky. Um, the dogs are favored by 22 and a half points. The AJ fun index is a, a, a gruesome 49 and a half. Carla, what do you think? Um, I was fairly intrigued by this game when I saw it coming up on the schedule a couple weeks ago. Mm. Kentucky lost at home to Vandy last weekend. Yeah, I know. That like they're now there's... three and four in the SEC. That's not a good omen here. Mm -hmm. Georgia absolutely didn't have a letdown after the UT game. Dogs are mm -hmm. back in championship form, death star mode. Um, 
this all adds up to a dog's win for me. Kentucky might be able to keep it close for a half, but no, that this is a Georgia win. Dun, 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 dun. Interesting thing about Kentucky. Um, they play, I don't know if you were aware, they play at Kroger Field. Yes. Uh, named for the, uh, there used to be Kroger's in the Pittsburgh area, and they're, they're still, they're, they have them in Columbus and Cincinnati and, and a little bit further south. We have them here. Okay, okay. Um, so this this will be something that you should know. Kroger store brand crunchy peanut butter is the best peanut butter in the entire world. <laughs> okay. And really, that's all I can think about this game because it's it's going to be um, crunchy. Uh, it's not going to be entertaining. Um, it's unless you're a Georgia fan, and uh, yeah, it's just Georgia's Georgia's going to thump Kentucky. A crunchy peanut butter field and move on to whatever they're doing next week. They get Georgia Tech next week. Another that's a cakewalk heading into the SEC title game. Baked goods. Uh, three thirty. Did you want to talk about TCU Baylor? Oh, did I mention? I didn't. Yes, thank you. I skipped over big nude. How did, big what nude. is wrong with me? We I'm, were so I'm distracted totally, by the Big Twenty. We were so I'm, distracted by the Big Ten West that I'm no, I'm blaming basketball. That's that's what has thrown me off my game uh, tonight. Um, so yeah, let's let's blame basketball and and uh, big nude TCU at Baylor. Uh, TCU is favored by two and a half points. The AJ Fund Index uh, fifty seven and a half. I saw a really funny uh, sign in Austin uh, on game day last weekend that said TCU is purple Baylor. Um, and I, 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 I suppose that the folks in Austin don't find that as funny now as they, they yeah. did then. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a nice prelude to, to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carla, uh, purple Baylor or just regular Baylor? What do you think? Well, so my question here is, is what's it going to take for the horny toes to finally earn some respect? Right. They beat number 18, uh, Texas and DKR last week. Did it, with a, for did, one. did it with a death star defense in the first half. Yeah. Yeah playing a Baylor team that was dominated last week by K-State and the line is only two and a half? Hmm. What gives? Hmm. I I don't get it. Hmm. Um, you know, like you said last week, this TCU team just knows how to win. Mm-hmm. They just know how to win. Also, a, a fun note here, last time the Horny Toads were 10-0, I looked this mm-hmm. up, um, they were in the Mountain West, it was in 2010, and they won the Rose Bowl. I think the oh. Horny Toads keep this thing going. I I see. That, I I mean, Baylor has the potential to keep this close, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a half. But TCU just knows how to win the game. TCU. Okay. Okay. Um, Fifty-seven and a half is you know the, the, you think of that as low for a a, a Big Twelve game. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, perhaps attributable to what Baylor does. Baylor's a you know grounded pounds for the most part. Um, play good defense. Uh, so that's that would you would think that's to their liking, but um, as we learned last week, um, uh, TCU could play defense, um, and, and yeah, they, do held, it they in, had Robinson to what like 49 yards, yes, yes. Uh, so you think, um, a game that that you know, it's ostensibly a rivalry, you know, you you think this is something that's going to be tight, I, I'm it, it might be tight, but. Uh, the Hornets are going to win this um, and and keep this thing rolling um, because I, I just I, I I have no reason to, to think otherwise. Right. Um, that's there is some magic going on in Fort Worth, and um, they're they're going to they're going to keep uh, they're going to keep moving. Ah, uh, 
Next up, we haven't mentioned these guys as far as actually picking a game uh, for a while. And I was curious about visiting this one because it poses interesting things in the lead up to the next game. And I wouldn't want to suggest that I'm looking ahead, but I'm, I'm totally looking ahead. At 3.30 on ABC, Ohio State at Maryland. Um, Ohio State is favored by 27 and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a non-Big Ten-esque 64 and a half. Um, what do you think? I have one thing to say about this game. Okay. Because my Knits played Maryland last week. Yeah. And one big. Shut them out. Penn State defensive end said in post-game remarks mm -hmm. that he could see the Terps' offensive players, this is a direct quote, turning against each other, arguing with each other. Oh, that's Bucks, big. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's um that's that's not not a good sign. Um the things I would be looking for, uh, besides no more freaking injuries to running backs. How's about? <laughs> um uh the other I, along those lines uh i i i would i would think um my my coaching staff would be insane if travion henderson or Mayan williams see the field for this game just just don't just do not um uh i want to see and this maybe maybe th this isn't a thing that's applicable to next weekend's game but i i, I want to see solid pass defense uh, I want to see quarterback pressure. Um, I, I want to see, I uh, really, on that side of the ball, I really want to see physicality um, because that's, those are the things that were lacking uh, a year ago um, in, in the, the team in Ann Arbor really opened up the game uh, early uh, and then just, and then just pounded. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm starting to get wound up about this already. Um, <laughs> I, so I want to I, I want to see those things. I, I want to see I want to see a tough team. That is the that is the buzzword buzzword on the coaching staff, and it and it always has been. And um, that's I, I Ryan Day wants a tough team. I want to see it this weekend, um, and then I will feel like uh, Ohio State is ready for next weekend. Um, we will we will obviously get to that one next yeah. week um at 8 p.m on fox i am stoked that this is actually a meaningful game this time for the first time in 10 geez a long time uh usc at ucla sc is favored by two and a half points the aj fun index is as i bet aj has mentioned um we haven't listened to a segment yet 75 and a half yes um that's going to be fun, Carla. What do you think? It, it is going to be fun. And, you know, it's, you know, I, I, a lot of the things I already said at the top of the show, right? The the OPAC 12, you had a playoff spot sitting right there for you. And then you had mm -hmm. to go and do Pac 12 things like beat each other up to the point that now there's a full transitive property circle in the conference. Um, So your best hope now for, for a playoff spot is an outside shot for USC. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is not an easy ask for the Trojans. Right. Um, this year, a, a rivalry game against a Bruins team with an offense that has the potential to be explosive, but it's not always consistent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously there's not going to be a whole lot of defense in this game, a whole lot of offense, both teams averaging right around 40 points per game. So yeah, that, that line, that AJ fun index sounds about right. Um, 
I'm going to like go like logic here, right? Mm-hmm. And say that I think USC is the better team. Okay. Particularly after UCLA kind of showed some weaknesses last week. UCLA relied on Zach Charbonnet last week and he scored three touchdowns and it still didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I just think UCLA has shown where its holes are and I think USC has the ability to exploit them. So I'm going to take the Trojans here because I would love to see the, the Pac-12 try to stay in the mix mm-hmm. for a playoff spot, but but the next game we're going to talk about kind of there's some things that have to happen there to help yes. get USC there. So yes. um, I'm going to say the Trojans figure out a way to win because they know that there's a playoff spot potentially on the line here. Um, but this game's going to be entertaining as heck. And if, if the Bruins screw around and win this game, it would not stun me one iota. No, it would not. Um, UCLA is in an interesting position, and this is I, I think this is going to be better than it has been for a long time. But and we talked about this early in the year. Um, the, the Rose Bowl isn't necessarily a, a, a great home field. It's not. Yep. It, it is not a. There, there's not much of an advantage. Um, and if you're playing the other team in Los Angeles, um, th- those guys are going to show up. Uh, so you know, if, if you're the Bruins, you have to overcome. Uh, a 50 50 crowd in your own building. I'm, I'm not, that's a, that's a actually a, a, a kind of tough thing that they, they might have to deal with. I did see a stat today that said the game yeah. is sold out. Okay. For the first okay. time in a long time. And that the students, the UCLA student section is going to be the largest student section they've ever had for a football game. Nice. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, that, that is, that's that, good. Is, that is good to hear. Um, And, and maybe that's, that is a thing that could give uh, Caleb Williams and and SC's offense a, a, a little uh, a little thing to think about um, during the game. I I expect uh, USC to to win this game, but really close, really mm-hmm. close. And this is again, even if you're if, if if you don't care about these teams, and you should because they're going to be in the Big Ten soon. Um, That's right. Uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to be lights out fun. Uh, I mean, I, I will I will stay up for this one as well. Um, if I if I'm able, no, I'm just it. Probably. Um, it's eight so, o'clock. You can do that. Dang, I can I can I can I can manage I can manage that. Uh, so I'm picking the Trojans. Uh, and as you said, I would not be stunned to see this go the other way. Um, I'm just looking looking for fun in this game. Yes. Ten thirty. True. Pac-12 after dark. And a huge game. A huge game. Utah at Oregon. Um, if I remember right, at the end, Oregon's favored by three at home. AJ Fund Index is 61 and a half. If I remember correctly, it's like in three in, in three weeks, two out of three weeks, Oregon lost to Utah twice last season. Yes. Do, I, do I remember that correctly? Yes. Um, yeah. Regular season and then title game. And then title um, game. By almost the same score. Yes. Uh, it, it, I, I, it again. If it's prior to last weekend, I'm I'm picking all, Oregon all day, every day. I, I but now, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, right. So like this is Bo Nix against the past de- best pass defense in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just mentioned, Utah won both meetings last year. Um, I think the the fact that the game is in Eugene is a factor here. Mm-hmm. But Utah's had Oregon's number for the last four years. I mean, Oregon's only won one game against yeah. Utah in the past four years. And to me, I mean, we're going to find out if this Utah defense is as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 
if you want to see the Pac-12 have a shot at the playoff, you have to root for Utah here because you need a Utah, you need a really good Utah win so that the loss that SC had against Utah continues to look better and better and better. Right. So mm-hmm. if Utah can knock off Oregon here, that's going to improve SC's resume as teams start sorting themselves out um, based off of rivalry games that might give SC a chance. I SC needs some help to get in, mm-hmm. um, would need a loss from somebody unexpectedly more than likely to try to get into the playoff. But I, I don't like. I don't know the full health of Bo Nix mm-hmm. after that injury. Yeah, but then that's, that's a legit question. Utah's defense is stupid good. This game's close. Unfortunately, nobody will see the end of it other than AJ. Um, <laughs> I think the Utes find a way to do it again. It just that it just feels that way to me. Um, that the that the Utes defense is going to um, give Bo Nix some fits. Um, because we saw he struggled at times against when he wasn't hurt. He struggled at times against that Washington defense, and the Washington defense is good. It's not great. Um, this is a really, really good defense. So I'm going to say hesitantly, mm-hmm. Utes. I I like Utah um, for the same reason I, I, I liked Stanford a lot in, in recent years, in that they – managed to get through the Pac-12 not playing Pac-12 football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this was Stanford's blueprint for uh, quite a while. Um, you know, they, they, they look like a Big Ten team. Uh, they, they run the football. They play physical. They play good defense. Uh, that is that is uh, Utah's blueprint um, yep. and has been uh, for, for the last couple of seasons, especially. Um, and, and, it, and, and it works. They do it well. Uh, mm-hmm. When when you know I mentioned Rose Bowl at different points this season, oh. um, sorry, I will explain in, action. in a minute. <laughs> um, I it, it, especially if well if if Bo Nix is not is not healthy, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. If the Ducks in general have any kind of hangover from last weekend. Uh, that is also a problem. Um, and to have to deal with that uh, a- against uh, an unconventional and very, very good football team um, that doesn't, it's not quite like trying to adapt to a, a, an option team, right. but um, this is a, this is not, this is not how things work in the Pac-12. I see Utah winning this. Um I just I, I think that's a little bit much for for Oregon to overcome, particularly if Bo Nix is not not totally healthy. So um, Utes got to watch out for them Utes. Yes, they they're always they're trouble. The Utes <laughs> is is what they are. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carla and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us if you desire, on YouTube or the show's Facebook page. If you like us, guys, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't. Mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week when Uncle Crappy, you, you think I'm distracted this week, next week. Oh, guys, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Carla, a final a final thought or two from you? Yeah, I got a couple quick things here. Um, okay. First of all, Middle plays its final home game. I'm going to go chronologically. Middle plays its final home game of the season against FAU. That game's at 3.30 on ESPN+. One um, win away from bowl eligibility? One win Great. away from bowl eligibility. Oh, FAU, come on. FAU might not be it but it would be really cool if it was and they got mm-hmm. the final they got the win that they needed at home on senior day that would be super cool that so um very cool so go blue raiders yes. um and also oh hey it's bedlam week and we didn't even talk about it can you like is this the most like um, inconsequential bedlam that we've had in a really long time it would jeez uh, it would have to be i mean yeah uh, and, and you're right. That game's absolutely not on my radar at all. Yeah. So it's a, it's a seven thirty Eastern on ABC. Um, the Sooners are favored likely because Spencer Sanders has been hurt. Although he he came into, he came in in relief last week. Mm-hmm. Um, a Gundy started a quarterback uh, for Oklahoma state did not do all that well. And Spencer Sanders came in in the second half and rallied the team to beat a not great Iowa state team. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanders says he's definitely playing in Bedlam. Um, but again, we don't know what his what his health status is, what his condition yeah. is. Can he survive the entire game? The game is in Norman this year, so mm-hmm. um, the, the you know the Sooners are favored. So yeah, sure, Oklahoma finds a way to win the game. I don't know, but this just feels like it's just it just feels meh. And Bedlam is usually one of those games that we look forward to every year, and it's just it doesn't mean anything. I'm going to spend more time watching the stuff that's happening out west. Um, I know, I and that's. When I was looking down the schedule and just kind of thinking about what games we're going to pick, that didn't even register. That is so weird. It did yeah. not even register uh, on my radar as as something that we should that we should take a look at. So, um, yeah, Oklahoma wins. So I guess sure. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, the noises I was making just a, a couple seconds ago happened when Toledo um, scored and kicked um, extra point with under a minute left to take a one point lead over Bowling Green. Ooh. Um Bowling Green, this my the, the, the ward like leader needs to pick up its its um uh, game cast thing here because I can't see what Bowling Green has done since a um there's probably a a, a, a timeout. Um Bowling Green has gone backwards and it's it's um, what will be its final possession. Um, obviously a field goal when they would win that game. But if that score holds and the score of OU's game, 32-18, um, that, that game is over. So if that score is good. Um, that means your Ohio University Bobcats uh, are the MAC East champions, uh, which is quite a turnaround from um, a, a year ago when I was grumbling about Tim Albin and, and OU reverting to the dark ages um whoo boy that's fun um I, I've so got a- i've got bowling green with the football first and 10 on the toledo 42 with 36 seconds to play 36 seconds okay wait uh, should we just do play by play for the rest of the thing here okay there we go <laughs> um, hey, we did play by play the college football rankings as they were coming out so we why did not? we did so um oh god 28 points I and art and uh I have no idea if they have um if they have a good kicker. No idea. Um so we're gonna Okay. I'm I'm not going to make you guys I'm not gonna subject it to this guys. 
we are seconds away from OU winning this game. Um, and I'm I'm so confident that I am I'm uh, I'm wearing an OU hat. I have been wearing. If you're not watching, um, I'm removing the OU hat, and because it's time, it is time. It is time. <laughs> I have an Ohio State hat on now, and um, as I as I mentioned previously, we will be discussing. Ohio State's game uh, and 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 a bunch of others because uh, next week is Bible Week week. It is um, so there's there is all kinds of fun to come. Um, I am not. I would go ahead and call my game fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that it is. I will I will be in Columbus for it. Um, but of course I will as usual. I will also be a mess all week. So <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. I'm I'm gonna be extra entertaining. Um, <laughs> Carla, we're, we're not going to wait on Bowling Green and, and them to figure out all those, all what they're doing. So thank you. Once again, thank you for taking us through the rankings live as they happened. Um, <laughs> thank you to our friends on Twitter who helped us out. Thank you, Nicole Auerbach, for, um, I tried to, I, I sent her an email. I tried to get her on the show last year. But we'll still, we'll still call her a uh, friend of the show just because she gave us the rankings before, before ESPN itself did. Yes. Um. God, I'm going to miss Twitter. <laughs> ah, I know, I know. It's it, it's it, watching it die is kind of depressing, but it is. Um, we'll we'll figure out something else. Um, thank you to AJ as always for his uh enticing take on the the week's fun funnest games. Um, thank you guys for watching, for listening, uh, for for checking up on us and and all the other things you do for the show. Um, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Uh, as I said last week, go Bobcats. Um, you're probably mid-American East Conference champions. <laughs> and um, I'm not even going to say the name of that team. You know, you, you know what I want to say. I'm not going to say it. Ah! Beat team up north? Beat the team up north. Hell yes. Cheers, everybody. Thank you again. We'll talk to you next week. Oh no. Did they kick? Worse. Worse. Touchdown. Touchdown. Damn it. I'll have another fake ending for the show. <laughs>